How's it going? Pretty good. Beautiful singing there. Thank you. It was, uh, if you guys missed it, I was uh, acapelling our uh, our theme song there. It was pretty good. You know, the most uh, music, uh, the most complex piece of music that's ever been written, really. Most complex. Like, dun, 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 dun. I don't even know how you thought of it. You're brilliant. I didn't really think of it. I just kind of started playing and first draft is what stuck. (laughs) So if anybody, I guess, wants to make us a new theme song. Go for it. Literally have at it. I don't care. I made that in like two minutes one night. So. Yep. Uh, Hey, Becca. Hey, what? Boo. I'm sorry. I didn't jump. Hang on. Oh my gosh, What is, is that a spider over there, Becca? Do you see the spider? It's a giant spider on the wall. Boo! Oh no. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just, it's really not working right now. Jeez, I have to try and scare her because this I'm is our, uh, this is our Halloween spectacular, 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 spectacular. Because it's actually Halloween right now. Very spooky. It's actually Halloween. Um, happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Um, if you have kids, uh, make sure to get your trick-or-treating done before dark. If you're preparing to give candy to kids, uh, give them the good stuff. Don't don't be one of those people. Give them that, like granola bars or whatever. Yeah. That's not the point here. Or like Smarties. We understand. We, don't give out we Smarties. Un- we get what you're trying to do and we're telling you to stop. <laughs> That's it. Also, if you're one of those sickos who's like hiding razor blades in a Snickers bar, don't. Just don't. And we probably don't want you listening to our podcast either. Well, we're in the early stages right now, and we could really use all of the listeners we can get. Word of mouth is really our strongest advertising here, so. That's fair, but I don't I don't really want to get in with the crowd that puts razors and stuff in candy. You don't want the razor blading candy crowd to be our biggest demographic? No, not really. I suppose that's fair. Um, so everybody out there that does not put razor blades into kid candies i want you to recommend the show to 10 of your friends 10 if you put razor blades in candy bars i want you to to recommend the show to five of your friends yes there we go because then there'll be a demographic but not our largest demographic there we go welcome to the halloween spectacular episode of we watch movies and then talk about them the weekly podcast where we watch a movie then talk about it except for during october where we participate in one of my favorite tried and true traditions, the 31 Days of October. Now, this is a gauntlet style movie marathon of horror movies. Watch a horror movie every day, and we do little bonus episodes like this, talking about it. Unfortunately, we are joined, uh, well, I'm joined on my right hand. Uh, my name is Andrew Westensko, the host of this year podcast. Joined at my right hand by Becca. Hello. And joined at my left hand by an empty chair because Sid could not be here with us. So sad. Yeah. We if this is uh, if this is your first time uh, tuning in, normally there's three of us, uh, but Sid can't be here today. So what you gonna do? Do the podcast without her. Do the podcast without her. That's Sorry, the, that's the absolute right answer. We're gonna do the <laughs> podcast without her. Um, it's it. This is it. We're done. Yeah, we made it. We made it. You guys, I made it through 31 days of scary movies. That's quite the accomplishment. It really is. Um, so I want to do kind of an overview, but I think it might be a good idea to do that at the end. Yeah, that's fair. Because, uh, again, for those of you first time tuning in, what we've been doing is as we've been going, we've been ranking the horror movies that we have watched. Um, and so we'll finish our ranking today and tell you definitively what the best horror movie that we watched this year is. That we will. Yep. We're going to do it. So, um, full disclosure, 
there were four movies. Uh, here's the thing. Full full disclosure. We didn't do an episode last week. Life got in the way. Uh, as Jeff Goldblum would say, life uh, finds a way to get in the way of doing a podcast, which is entirely your hobby, brings in uh, no income to us. We make zero money off of this. It's purely a time commitment for us. So last week, that time commitment didn't work out. Exact quote. Yeah, that's what Jeff Goldblum <laughs> says in Jurassic Park. Go watch it again. You'll, you remember it wrong if you heard it a different way. Uh, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, thank you for future sensing and, and knowing our exact situation on this podcast. So yes, we didn't do an episode you. last week. So we're going to be covering uh, two weeks of movies. And there were also four movies among those two weeks that we were unable to watch uh, for various reasons. Uh, first off, uh, the Japanese version of The Grudge. Couldn't find it anywhere. Same story as The Ring. Very depressing for me. So anybody out there who can find me a legal way to watch either The Japanese Grudge or The Japanese Ring for under $10, I'd like to do it. Uh, furthermore... Unable to watch Let the Right One In, uh, Train to Busan, or A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. All of which I'm very disappointed about because those were three, well, four specifically that I was very much looking forward to. We'll probably get to them before the end of the year. Let's hope so. Because they're, I don't know, I I, want to give foreign horror films a shot, but we only watched really English-speaking ones. I mean, we had, like, The Babadook is, is Australian and, like, 28 Days Later is British and that kind of stuff, but the Wicker Man is British, all that kind of stuff, but yeah, so we're going to dive in here, we're going to go through, um, for those of you who are late to the party and want to do, I guess, uh, 30 days of November and one day of December, uh, because November only has 30 days, uh, you can find... Not a good title. <laughs> yeah, not a very good title, which is why we do it in October, uh, but you can find the calendar for 31 days of October at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash we watch movies and then talk about them. Or uh, on our Instagram, Instagram at Movies We Watch. Slide into the DMs. Let us know what you think. Please do. Let's do it. Uh, we're going to do this rapid fire style. Uh, normally on the podcast, our Friday episodes, uh, we do full spoilers. We go all in. Uh, we don't hold back. These episodes, we are just doing very brief overviews. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Did we like the movie or not? Would we recommend it? Who would we recommend it to? That's what we're doing here. And then at the end of this episode, we're going to do kind of an overview, our thoughts on the 31 Days of October process, uh, our thoughts on horror movies in general, that kind of stuff. So stick around if you want some more little general discussion towards the end. Yes. That's all the introduction. Uh, Becca, I'm going to let you kick this one off because the first movie we're going to be talking about is The Silence of the Lambs, Ooh. which is a movie that you had not seen before. That is correct. Jonathan Demme, uh, Best Picture winning Silence of the Lambs. Anthony Hopkins won an Oscar. Jodie Foster won an Oscar. Screenplay. It's all good. Um, I was very, very impressed with The Silence of the Lambs. I wasn't really expecting anything going into it, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It didn't feel like an incredibly scary movie to me, but there were some things that were horrifying. <laughs> so, 100%. Um, Silence of the Lambs is just a fantastically written, fantastically acted film. Um, Definitely. If all you know about it is that there's a cannibal in it, you're going to get something totally different than what you're expecting. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's just brilliantly done. Uh, there's a reason. Here's the thing. I think you can probably name on one hand the number of horror films that have won Best Picture. The Academy just doesn't like genre films, straight up. So um, this one has to be special. Also, Anthony Hopkins, I think he is in second place for uh, winning Best Actor with the least amount of screen time. And it's like a matter of seconds from the guy who's in first. He's on screen for like less than 20 minutes. And he does so good. Yeah. He drives the film. Absolutely. He's amazing. 
Um, so Silence of the Lambs, uh, I'd give that a huge thumbs up. Pretty much recommend it to almost anybody. Yeah, I totally would. It's not it's not one that will like make you scared. No. It's not a jump scare movie at all. It's, it's just, not a, it's not a scary movie. Yeah, it's not. It's like a mystery. Yeah. It it is. That's a good way to say it. It's a serial killer mystery uh with some disturbing elements in it. Yeah. Very good. 10 10 would recommend. You'd give it a 10. No, I 10 10 would recommend, but I wouldn't give it a 10. I don't know what 10 10 would recommend means. Like I would 100% recommend it to everybody. Is that what 1010 would recommend means? I've never heard that before. I guess. I don't know. I just Did you just it. say it for the first time? <laughs> no, I've said it before. I've never heard it before. All right, whatever. 1010 recommend. I wouldn't give it I don't know that I'd give it a 10, but probably in the 9s. Yeah, it's very 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 good. Um next we watched Red Dragon, which is a prequel to Silence of the Lambs. Um it, I also thought it was good, but not as good as the silence of the lambs yeah i think that that's a pretty universal consensus yeah um it's not nearly well as written uh anthony hopkins does a great job edward norton does a great job ray fines great job the acting in this thing is phenomenal yeah that's uh, philip seymour hoffman is in this thing he does a great job um i think it's just the 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 directing is not as good and uh the writing is not as good I'd still recommend it, but... Here's the thing. If you're going to watch a Hannibal Lecter movie, watch Silence of the Lambs. Yes. If you're super into it and you just want more of that, then yeah, watch Red Dragon. Because it's very similar. In a lot of ways, it's very similar to Silence of the Lambs. Where um, Hannibal Lecter is kind of this driving force, but he's not the villain of the movie. Yeah. I was really, really excited to watch Red Dragon after watching the, the Silence of the Lambs. And... I wasn't disappointed, but it just wasn't quite as good as The Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, here's the thing. It's still good. It's it's hard to be anything but disappointed by whatever you watch after Silence of the Lambs because it's just so good. Yeah, it's true. So I would recommend Red Dragon to people who are really into Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. That's the big thing. But here's the thing. Don't watch Red Dragon before you watch Silence of the Lambs. Unless you're like trying to ramp up on your quality. Like if you want to start... If you want to... If you... If you really want to go from bad quality to good quality, then go watch Hannibal, which is an awful movie, and I did not subject Becca to that. Thank you. It's really bad. It's so awful. Thank you. <laughs> um, but Red Dragon, I'd give Red Dragon like in the sevens, honestly, and yeah, Silence of the Lambs in the nines. Yeah. So really, go watch Silence of the Lambs, and if you like that, watch Red Dragon. They com- they go well together. So, yes. uh, moving on here, the Cabin in the Woods. The Cabin in the Woods. I freaking love this movie. What a great movie. Here's the thing. Uh, watching Cabin in the Woods made me realize that you really do need to see Evil Dead. Because okay. Cabin in the Woods is basically just like a funny version of Evil Dead. Hmm. But I like that it's funny if it wasn't funny. Evil Dead is funny in a like different it. way. Okay. It's just super gory and over the top. Okay. Yeah. I feel like The Cabin in the Woods is like a great movie to watch at Halloween time. Oh, absolutely. With it's a bunch so much of friends. fun. It's so much fun. Get some popcorn, have a little party, watch Cabin in the Woods. It's so great. There's the moment where they think that they're going to escape. And he gets on the motorcycle. <laughs> and that is one of the, I laugh harder at that moment than at almost anything else during Halloween time. It's pretty great. I love this movie. I wouldn't recommend it to everybody. 
But if you like horror films and comedy, here's the thing: it's like it's like if Final Destination was a good movie. Yeah, that's <laughs> a, that's a really good way to put it. So if you're into that, if you're into just like total ridiculousness, parody of um, it it really is an Evil Dead parody in a lot of ways. So if you're into like parodies of these haunted house movies, um, you're just trying to have a good time. It's great. Very good. Go watch it. Yeah, The Shining. I love The Shining. I know you love The Shining. I love The Shining too. It's so good. Is it a ten ten? Would recommend. Yes. Apparently, you don't know what that means, but yes. I don't. I every ten out of ten times, I would recommend it. Oh, okay. To anybody. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Shining definitely has some disturbing elements in it. Yes. Um, really trippy. Probably one that you're gonna want to watch multiple times. Oh, yeah. To catch on to things. And it's just so... I mean, it's Kubrick. Like, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's so flawlessly directed and shot and written and acted. Like, The Shining might be a 10. Yeah, I think I'd have to watch it a couple more times and, like, really think about it. If not, it's in the high 10, nines. Like, but, it's yeah. it's just so good. The, the symbolism and the, uh, the color schemes that they choose... The patterns that are in the visuals, in the carpet, in the walls, um, the characters. It, it's just, it's all so good. It's tense. It's creepy as all get out. This is a scary movie. Yes, but it not scary. Not in like the way that things are jumping out at you, but in the way of like what is real and what is not real. It's just like a psychological thriller. Yeah. It's great. Um yeah, The Shining is amazing. Yes, a perfect scary Halloween movie. Yep, that's why we left it towards the end, honestly, or why I left it towards the end is because at, at by the time you get down there, you just don't want to watch bad movies anymore. Yeah, that's true. Like if you're putting yourself through watching a scary movie every night, you want to watch a good one at the end. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and that brings us to our next one, Misery. Misery. Another Stephen King. I was very surprised by this movie. I've heard I've heard only good things about Misery going in, but I didn't really know much about it. I didn't know really what it was about. I knew Kathy Bates had won the Oscar and that she was creepy. Um, this movie's just tense. It really is. Because, again, it's not... There's no jump scares. It's not super scary. It's just kind of creepy. It's helplessness. Yeah. Is what it is. You feel for this guy. And, oh my gosh, I want to talk about it so bad, but it's technically spoilers at the end with the hammer. Oh my gosh. I've never cringed. My butthole just puckered up inside of itself <laughs> a few different times during this movie that I was just like, how? What? No, don't. Don't yeah. do this. There's definitely a few cringe moments in this movie. Yeah. And just messes with your brain a little bit. But everybody in the movie just does such a great job. Yeah, for it, sure. It really is fantastic. I loved this movie. I was very, very impressed with it. Yes. Uh, moving on to one that uh, is a little bit more divisive between the two of us. It comes at night. Mm. Is that your reaction? Yeah, I don't love this movie. I do. I've been thinking about it a lot, and I think that I do love it. I think... After the fact, like Andrew and I have talked about this movie a lot. And after the fact, I enjoyed it more thinking back to it. But during the movie, 
it was weird and after the movie I was confused and it just felt like it didn't explain itself very well. Here's the thing. If I'm talking about who to recommend this to, if you require that a movie be driven by narrative and a strong plot and sequence of events and that kind of thing, this isn't going to be for you. Like, yeah, there's a sequence of events, but there's not really any like rising action and climax and all that kind of stuff. Like stuff just kind of happens. And you don't even understand why. You don't understand why. You don't understand what, um, like I said, the, there's not a lot of plot here. But what is here is, and I use this as a criticism of, um, I was going to say, A Quiet Place. Yeah. Back when we saw that. But I think that it plays to this movie's strengths. And I think the reason is, is that A Quiet Place goes to a lot of great lengths to explain to you how the world got to where it is. As far as like the characters talking to each other about the monsters and they show you newspaper clippings and all that kind of stuff. Whereas it comes at night, they don't do any of that. Literally nothing. You have you, no idea. You don't know what happened. You don't know why they're scared. You don't know what they're hiding from. You don't know what they're worried about. And you don't find out. It's very frustrating. So where I think that that's a weakness of a quiet place for that reason, I think it's a strength for this. That This movie is really, you just catch these guys on a bad day. Yeah, that's true. And you just see them have a bad day <laughs> or a bad few days, well, I guess. really, really bad. Sure, horrible, but like, you know what I mean? Like that was my takeaway from A Quiet Place at the end is I was like, I feel like I just got these guys on a bad day. Like, I don't know why I care what happens to them. And like here, the movie doesn't even necessarily ask you to care about the characters. It's just like, here's the thing, watch it or don't. Yeah, there's not really any background on any of the characters. Mm-mm. I would say one of the strong points of this movie is like the cinematography. It's really pretty to watch. Gorgeous film. But left me feeling confused and frustrated. And it took a lot of talking about it for me to get to a point where I kind of understood why it is the way it is. Well, apart from being gorgeous, it's very intelligently filmed. There's a lot of visual cues that you pick up on after seeing it more than once. Yeah. As far as... What's real? What's a dream sequence? What, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I love this movie, but it's hard to recommend it to anybody. If you need a narratively driven film, this is not for you. If you're okay to sit down for an hour and a half and just watch stuff happen and it's really pretty, go for it. And you might need to watch it a few times and read about it. To pick it up. Because this is the thing is even after you, even after you figure out what's going on or like afterwards just go on reddit whatever just read about theories that people have on there even after you make theories and stuff like you still that's what i'm saying is it's it's unique because the movie doesn't ask you to care about the characters it's just like these are people and things are happening and yep watch it or don't yep the movie it's weird because it's a film that seems ambivalent towards the fact of whether or not you watch it yeah and most movies like try and make a case for you to watch it they try and entertain you or like jump out and grab you and this one doesn't it's just like here's stuff happening Watch it or don't. Yep. But it's so well done, like from a craft perspective, that it's a pleasure to watch, even if you don't really understand what's happening or why it's happening. That is true. And I mean, the performances sell it all. The performances are great in this. Really, really good. Here's the thing. I'm into this like new, I guess, modern wave of interesting, if divisive horror films. 
stuff like It Comes at Night and It Follows and The Babadook and Hereditary. I feel like these are all, like, I'm not saying all of those are on the same level. Obviously, out of those, Hereditary is the best made. Not The Babadook? I think Hereditary is way better made than The Babadook. Really? Just from, like, a craft perspective, yeah, like. I guess. The directing, cinematography, writing, all of it. I think think that Hereditary is the best made horror film that I've seen in a really, really long time. Really? Yeah. I don't know if I would say that, but. We I'm not all saying, know how I feel about her. Well, yeah, but I'm not saying like just best quality. I'm saying best made. Okay. In any case, I'm into this new wave of horror that's just, like I said, interesting, if not divisive. Yeah. Because again, there's a lot of people out there that hate the Babadook. There's a lot of people out there, even at work. We talk about It Follows probably twice a week at work as people... Like I watched it and then I went and told people at work about it and then somebody else went and watched it and came back and talked about it and we talked about it enough that somebody else went and watched it. We talk about It Follows so much at work. And like we all have different opinions. Hmm. That's not a movie that I would feel like I'd talk about a lot. Like I feel like it doesn't have a lot to talk about, but I don't know. apparently it does. I'm just saying like it's it's these uh, there's a lot to talk about because there's different opinions. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. It's not like we all just sit down. And, like, we all went and saw Hereditary, and we were like, yeah, that was great. And then we were done. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's these. It's a bunch of these movies that are, are really divisive. So It Comes at Night, recommended to those who don't need a strong narrative, but just want to watch stuff happen in an interesting way. And it's interesting stuff happening. It's just hard to really care about it because you don't know why it's happening. Correct. Or what the consequences of it happening are. Yeah, very confusing. So, um, on to the next one. 28 Days Later. We're not going to talk about this one a whole ton, but we will point you towards our full-length episode that we did on 28 Days Later. Go listen to it. Go listen to it. We like it. Spoilers. And we would recommend this movie. Movie, Yeah, this one's recommended. Go very watch good. it and then listen to our episode because the episode contains full spoilers. We talk about uh, what makes it a good movie and what makes it a good zombie movie and why those are two different things. Um and we talk about one of my favorite things about this movie is how it uses the budget because it's a very low budget film and you can tell, but they do a lot of really clever things to mask that it's so low budget. So that, I go into a little bit more detail on, on the full length podcast about that. If that interests you at all, go listen to it. And for all you zombie lovers, go watch it. Yeah. If you if you like zombie films, you have to watch it like yeah. straight up. Yeah. Um, 28 weeks later. 28 Weeks Later is good. Interesting. 28 Weeks Later is the Red Dragon to 28 Days Later's Science of the Lambs. Yes. It's, it's a not sequel that's not as good. But it's still great. Like, I wouldn't call great it great. Movie. I think it's pretty good. Okay, maybe it's not great. but It's really brutal, which yeah. is cool. There's yeah. a lot of really satisfying deaths in this one. Yeah. And a lot of unsatisfying ones. That's true. Here's the thing. it It draws from the first one really in like world only the rules change a lot from 28 days later to 28 weeks later uh the zombies seem a lot different there's a lot of weird stuff happening um but it all feels very plausible and believable yeah which i like it's 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 more inspired by 28 days later than a sequel to 28 days later yeah so uh, but it's good. I, I'd, I'd give the same advice here if you like 28 days later go watch 28 weeks later if you didn't like 28 days later don't bother because this one's not going to change your mind yeah uh, moving on, final two, Signs. Oh, Signs. I'm a big fan of Signs. I love this movie. Why is I, that? I think the main reason I love it is because I grew up on it. Like, it was the main scary movie I watched growing up. Like, every Halloween, 
my friends and I would get together and we would make our tinfoil hats and get our glasses of water and maybe keep a knife nearby and watch the movie. <laughs> I love that. That's great. That's weird as crap, but I love it. <laughs> I know. Me and my friends were weird, but like every Halloween, that's what we would do. And I love this movie. And I like that it has like a moral to the story, you know, and yeah. like it ends making you feel kind of happy and good. Mm-hmm. And well, because it's not eh, get too spoilery. But I mean, it yeah. came out forever ago. It's this family that makes it through this incredible thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they, they survive it together. And it's because of each other that they get through it. Yeah. And there are some jump scare moments in this. Yeah, like, for sure. A, a, a select few. There's the the furnace where the hand reaches around. There's uh, he chops off their fingers. Oh, that's why we keep knives nearby. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. And I will fight anybody who wants to disagree with me on this. Anybody, here's the thing, straight up, anybody who wants to come and have an argument with me about this on the podcast, more than welcome, because I will defend this position until the day I die. Shyamalan did not have a miss until Lady in the Water. That first run of the Sixth Sense Unbreakable Signs in the Village are some of the most iconic horror films of the last generation. I'd agree with that. I love the village. Lady in the Water is bad. Yeah. It is. Uh, but then he, he uh, the happening bad. Devil, I enjoy. I like Devil. Have you seen that one? I haven't. They're like stuck in the elevator with Satan and he's one by one picking them off. Maybe I have. It sounds familiar, but I don't know if I have or not. Okay. We are back. Sorry. Had to take a small uh, work break. So we're talking about M. Night Shyamalan films. Um, like I said, Devil is really good. Um, and then obviously Split is amazing. So good. Split is so good. Um, yeah. Anybody who hasn't seen Split, please go watch it. Yes. Would recommend. And that was a hardcore recommend from us. Uh, but yeah, back to signs. Um, that first run of Shyamalan films are all just great and I love them and I'm really, uh, glad that he made them. And signs is one that like everybody everybody should watch like yeah, even my mom loves it straight up signs is signs is the horror movie for everybody yes like just go watch it it's so good if you haven't seen it go watch it well, and like here's here's the thing have. like if i'm being totally honest with you i hate alien movies that's one thing that like alien invasion movies just rub me the wrong way and i don't know why i hate them i've never seen an alien invasion movie other than signs i think that i enjoy really yeah hmm. i just don't like them I think they're tacky and bad for the most part. But this movie's great because it's about a family struggle. And we were talking about this last night. The best horror is really just family drama dressed up with some horrific elements. Yep. So, Signs, great. And finally, Psycho, a classic. I actually didn't watch this with Andrew. That's right. I watched it alone. Um, Here's the thing. Psycho, if you're a horror fan, you got to watch Psycho. Like, just don't I, I shouldn't have to tell you that. It's great. And it's so well made and it's so well acted. I mean, Hitchcock was a master for a reason. Like, just go watch Psycho. I'm not even going to talk about it because you just should go watch it. It's just common sense. If you like horror movies, go watch Psycho. That's fair. Um, even today it holds up. So, now let's get to some... That's uh, And that's it. That's 31. Yep. All the movies we've watched this Holy. Month. Well, we ended up watching probably, what, 25? Yeah. That's pretty good. And I mean, if you count... Um the haunting at hill house <laughs> part of the it's issue like part of the issue is that we got addicted to the haunting at hill house in the last few days 
which is so good. It's amazing. So good. Go watch it. Go watch it. Um, so if you got that, then yeah. Um, so let's see here. So Silence of the Lambs, I'm throwing that towards the top, yeah? Yeah. What are we saying here? Um, is it is it better than... Oh, where did it just go? I don't think it's better than The Thing. I don't think so either. The Thing is just so freaking good. It's just so classic. I'd put it there. Yeah, we I good think with that's that? fair. Uh, below The Thing, above Rosemary's Baby. Um, Red Dragon. Um, Let's see here. I would put it... I would put it around like The Wicker Man, maybe. I was going to put it like right here. Oh, okay. I'm fine with that. You okay with that? Yeah. So, I do like worse the than the better. grudge, better than Dawn of the Dead. Let's see here. Uh, Cabin in the Cabin in the Woods. Uh, better than Halloween. Better than Halloween. Better than the Changeling. I think. Better yeah. than Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Better than Red Dragon. You think? I think so. Okay. I think it's I more mean, enjoyable to watch than Red Dragon. Yeah, it's just not like it doesn't take itself seriously. It's, it's just totally, totally complete opposites. Yes. So just know what you're getting into with either one. Cabin in the Woods is funny. Red Dragon, not funny. Yeah. There you go. Um, The Shining. Ooh, put that up towards the top. That is going towards the top here, right? Um, let's see. Better here. than Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I think, I, think I liked it better than The Silence of the Lambs. I don't know if I liked it more than The Thing. This is this is Becca's real hard choices between The Shining and The Thing. Because The Thing was just so surprising. I think that's why it keeps staying up at the top is because I was so surprised at how good it was. I think The Shining is better. Okay. And I think The Shining is better than The Babadook. Really? I do. Hmm. I don't know if I agree I think with it's that. less digestible. I think that the Babadook is a lot easier. I think I think it appeals to a wider audience, just because The Shining is Kubrick. Yeah. And you've kind of got to have, you got to know what you're getting into with Kubrick. I think overall it's a better film. Hmm. We can we can do that. But I think you, it's if, like if on you, par with the Babadook. Here's the thing: we're we're talking slim margins here at this point. Yeah, like the first, like the top, like ten are all like they're all great, pretty on par and with should each be other. watched um misery that's going towards the top as well i think that's yes. gonna be like top third um i don't know i think i like the others better than misery oh for sure i would i would put it right about here honestly okay. maybe here i don't yeah. know probably here so worse than the witch better than the ring yeah now keep in mind this is a uh okay uh back to it so uh this is a cumulative ranking between the two of us yes if either of us ranked these individually i think it would turn out very different yeah um the next one being a prime example it comes at night um i Mm. would put it above red dragon and above i would put it probably around here honestly i was thinking i like the ring better than it comes at night that's fair do you like the wicker man or it comes at night better it comes at night Better than The Wicker Man. Well, I thought you liked The Wicker Man. I didn't love The Wicker Man. It was weird. It was weird. Uh, go check out our previous episodes to hear why The Wicker Man is weird. Yes. Um, 28 Days Later. Very good. Let's see. I would put it... Where did it go? Google Notes, you're messing with me here. Um, 28 Days Later, I think... I think I like it better than the others. I think it's better than the I others, too. I think it's better than A Nightmare on Elm Street. I do, too. 
I'd put it here, honestly. Okay, I'm fine with that. Worse than Rosemary's Baby, better than Nightmare on Elm Street. 28 weeks later. Lower. Um, I might honestly put Dawn of the Dead above 28 weeks later. Really? I love Dawn of the Dead. I think it's just a, mm-hmm. I think it's a better zombie movie. Dawn of the Dead is pretty good. I'm okay with that if you want to do that. All right. Uh, signs? Signs. It's going to be middle of the pack, honestly. Yeah. Because we've watched some really good ones. Yeah, right there. Right there. All right. And then finally, Psycho. And this one I get to say on because Becca didn't watch it with me. Thank you very much. As long as you don't put it at number one. I cannot. Anything I watched without her, I cannot put it at number one. Um, Psycho, I'm going to put it right there. All right. So the definitive ranking. This is final. Is as follows. Number one. The Shining. The Shining is the best horror movie that we watched this month. And I don't have a problem saying that at all. Yeah, I totally agree with Not that. only is it the best horror movie we watched this month, it's one of the best horror movies ever made. Yeah. Straight up. And everybody should go watch it. If you are a horror fan. Yeah, that's true. Uh, number two, The Babadook. Amazing. Here's the thing. These top ten, like, just go watch them if you're into horror. Uh, the Babadook, number two, The Thing, number three. Uh, so number then four. At, at number four. At number four is Silence of the Lambs. Number five, Psycho. Number six, Rosemary's Baby. Number seven, 28 Days Later. Number eight, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Number ten, number nine, The Others. And number 10, The Witch. Those 10 are all on the same level. I don't think they're on the same level. You don't think? I think these top five are measures ahead of the other ones. Okay. I would not I would not put like The Shining and Nightmare on Elm Street on the same level. That's fair. But I thought you thought The Witch was really really good here's the thing the witch is only as low as it is that's that's what i was going to say is that's one of the examples of things that are ranked very different for us the witch would be probably my number two all right and i think the others is also on par with the top five so there you go uh number 11 misery number 12 the ring number 13 signs 14 it comes at night 15 the wicker man 16 it 17 the grudge 18, Cabin in the Woods, 19, Red Dragon, 20, Dawn of the Dead, 21, 28 weeks later, 22, The Changeling, um, 23, Halloween, 24, Final Destination, and 25, Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, the worst horror movie that we watched this month. Absolutely, hands down. Really bad. The worst. Trash. Wasted, Don't go see wasted it. Wasted $3 renting it on Google Play. Yes. Blah. It was terrible. Blah. So, uh, that's it. So... Like I said, uh, those are the uh, best and worst horror movies that we watched this month. There were, I did about halvesies this year of movies that I had seen and hadn't seen. So I was I was pleasantly surprised with several. Yeah, me too. Mo- more than anything, The Thing, I think, was just blew me away. That was absolutely the biggest surprise of this October. <laughs> absolutely loved it. Um, what do you think this does to, like, your... I guess, perception of horror movies, watching this many this fast? Um, For one, I think it kind of made me a little bit numb <laughs> No, for, uh, to, yeah. to scary movies, yeah. which I think has been a good thing for me because I was able to look past just being scared mm-hmm. and see the movie for what it is, like a good movie or a terrible movie. Yeah. You got to understand as well, people, there's a lot of days in here that they were like double or triple features for us. Yeah. Where like if we missed a day, we'd make it up the next day or like we went and saw a few movies in theaters this month. Like we watched a lot of movies. We had to watch other movies for regular episodes of the podcast. Like we 
we watched 25 scary movies, but I'd put us, we probably watched 35 movies this month. Yeah, that's fair. Overall. Yeah. Which is averaging more than one a day, which is ridiculous. Plus, we watched The Haunting of Hill House. We spent a lot of time watching movies this month. Like, coming out of this, I think that apart from going to the theater and episodes for the podcast, I got to take like a two-week fast. Yeah, we won't be watching movies. I got to play some Overwatch. For a couple weeks. You know what I mean? I've got to do homework. I've got a, I've got a lot to catch up on. <laughs> but I think that's a I think that's an interesting point. I think that this did a couple of things to me. Uh, one, I'm totally numb to scary movies at this point. I can't be scared. I don't think. I can still be scared. I just don't get as scared. Um, two, I forget things. There's so many movies coming in. I just forget things about movies. Yeah. It's hard to remember everything. Now you know how I feel all the time with yeah. all the movies you make me watch. <laughs> yeah. It's just, there's a lot coming in. So I think that it's not, that's not exclusive to watching a lot of horror movies, but just to watching a lot of movies. Like you just, you forget things. Uh, the third thing is that as a side effect of those two things, the good ones really start to stand out. Yeah. Like if you watch a movie a month or like even one movie per week, then you might sit down and be like, oh, yes, hair is a great movie. Matthew McConaughey is amazing in that. <laughs> but like if you watch a movie a day and some of those are like classics and some of them are trash, the trash becomes a lot more evident. Yeah. And you don't want to waste your time. So I think that trash. based on watching so many of these movies, I am much it's much easier for me to like very quickly say, oh, that was a good movie or that was a bad movie. Yeah, I totally agree with that. That's interesting. And fourth, I think that my definition of what a horror movie is changes a little bit every year. Yeah. And I think what I've come down to is that a scary movie, like scary movies are a subgenre of horror movies. In that all scary movies are horror movies, but not all horror movies are scary movies. That's fair. And... It's very easy to watch a film and not be scared, but be horrified. The Silence of the Lambs, for example. Silence of the Lambs, yeah, it's a great example. You're not scared in it, but you're horrified by the things that you're seeing. Yeah. Because he's, I mean, he's like skinning girls and stuff like that. Like, it's messed up stuff. Yes. But it's not scary. Correct. Um, I think really the only time that I was scared this month was probably during The Witch. The Witch was scary and The Grudge was really scary for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just think it's interesting. I don't know. It's a weird like psychology test to just watch all of these movies back to back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And even for me, like I'm someone who jumps really easy and gets scared incredibly easy. Yeah. But after watching 25 movies, I can say two of them scared me. Yeah. Which is crazy. The others didn't. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe the ones that we didn't watch are the scariest ones. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I I don't know that I really want to watch The Ring or The Grudge, the Japanese versions of those. I want to watch them so bad. I'm very nervous about that if we ever have to do it. But that's it. We did it. We did it. We made it through. Yes. Uh, We're heading uh, full speed ahead into Oscar season, though. So many good movies coming out right now. Um, Here's the thing. From earlier in the year, uh, we have things like Hereditary and Annihilation, um, Death of Stalin, but then we've got we've been to you know a star is born mid nineties beautiful boy comes out very soon, Suspiria comes out very soon, so we got one more horror movie we got to watch Suspiria. All right. Um. You know you got uh what is it personal war or whatever it's called what's that called? I don't remember. The one about the journalist. I don't remember what it's called. 
there's just a lot of movies to look forward to here. Uh, and we're heading full speed into Oscar season. Um, and that's just the way things are. Yeah. So get watching the movies from this year so that you can hear us talk about Oscar movies. Yep. Um, and then join us every Friday uh, to hear us talk about a different movie. We we watch it. Uh, Becca, Sid, and myself, we sit down, we watch it, and then we sit down and talk about it. That is our format. And it's pretty great. We love it. Yes, we do. Um, and we'd love to have you. So, Becca, where can they find us? They can find us at Facebook at www.facebook.com slash we watch movies and then talk about them. Or it's a horrible URL. <laughs> Bookmark it. <laughs> yes. Please do. Um, or on Instagram at movies we watch. Much easier. Yes, definitely. Yep, 100%. Uh, that's where you can find us. And then you can find us uh, wherever you found this podcast. You can find our other episodes. Yes. Go back, give them a listen, tell your mom. Again, if you don't put razor blades into kids' candies, recommend the show to 10 of your friends. 10. Sit down and make them watch. Listen. Yep. And if you do put razor blade in kids' candies, then only recommend it to five because we don't want you to be our key demographic, but we would take your listens. Correct. But don't tell us that you put razor blades in kids' candies. Please don't. I would call the police on you. Just keep that to yourself if you do. And keep the razor blades to yourself, really. Yeah. Halloween should be a joyful time. Yeah. And that's it for us today. It is. Happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Hey, Becca, there's a spider over there. I actually jumped this time a Boo. little bit. Ah, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. It worked. I got a little bit scared and there froze. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us, everybody, for our Halloween spooktacular. And we'll see you next year for 31 Days of October. Yes, we will. Also next week. Or this week, but not for 31 days of October, just for our podcast. Oh, yeah. We'll be here every Friday still. Yeah. We'll see you then. Yes. Bye.